In this lesson, we will learn valuable lessons from the life of Joseph. If you have ever been tested by betrayal, temptation, or promotion, yes, even promotion, then this lesson will help you to understand God's purpose for these things in your life. Let's join Dr. Purvis as he explores these issues. All right, I want to welcome you again to another one of our monthly leadership lessons from Bill Purvis Leadership. And I want to tell you that I am really thrilled to be on this journey with you because of your own personal growth and uh, because you want to be a better leader. And uh, so in a few moments together, i got something I'm really excited about. I call this Leadership Lessons from Joseph. We had a huge response when I went through some leadership lessons on David and some on Noah and uh, some on Jesus. And so I got to thinking, let me just develop some of that along that line to show you how uniquely all of these guys went through their own leadership testing and trials to become who they were. It's both biblically based, but it also has incredible leadership skills. And that's what I'm learning from a lot of our secular people that are responding to us is they're saying, you know, I want to do leadership right. And I, I believe that Bible characters seem to have the proven life of how they did it. And so I want to know both the Bible and I want to know uh, how to do it right. And I want to be the right leader. And so for that reason, I want to take off on that for the next couple of months and just see where we go and how much we can learn from it. And uh, I really believe when we think about success, all of us really want it. We want to know how to do it. We, on, we understand that in life, we only get one good shot. And so we got to make it count. And, uh, and my hope is that I can help you to do that. And I want to encourage you as, as you begin to succeed to, uh, to really go all out with this business of being the best you can in your home and your family, in your personal life and with those around you, and, and to really use your life for causes that matter. And uh, I want to celebrate your successes. I believe a lot of people reach success and they don't have a lot of people around them that, that want to celebrate it. So my hope is that we can do that. All right, today let's talk about uh, one of the great Bible leaders. His name is Joseph. His life journey is going to be recorded in the book of Genesis, the first book of the Bible. And uh, as we follow his life and, and along the journey that he takes, you're going to see how trials and circumstances are actually classrooms and laboratories that you can develop your own leadership skills, or it will reveal within you if you've got those skills. And so I want us to examine each of the experiences that Joseph took and take note of the leadership principles that surface in his life and see what we can learn from that. So let's do that today. We're going to call them the test of. These are the leadership lessons from the life of Joseph. The first is what I call the test of a compelling vision. You know, when we first meet Joseph, he's 17 years old. He's the youngest of a large family of almost a dozen brothers. His father was Jacob, and uh, he, he, he developed uh, a tremendous family of boys, and all of those boys would be leaders in some way, uh, whether good or bad. We know about Joseph, though, he was a visionary. He was a dreamer. That's really what got him in trouble. Down deep in his heart, Joseph wanted to be a leader. Uh, th though he's the youngest, though he's the least, Though he's not recognized as a leader by his father or by his brothers, the, the, the fact is, is he wanted to be a leader one day. He dreamed of being a leader one day. I believe the common denominator of all great leaders is that they're driven by vision and that regardless of whether they're the least in the family or the most overlooked or whether anybody else around them sees it, something on the inside of them causes them to see a vision. Maybe they see it or feel it or it's something that pulls them to a cause, but they know down deep in their heart that um, they've got a real vision. I think that's where it started with Joseph. I think it began with him with a, uh, with a test of a compelling vision. Charles Wang, who is the CEO over at um, Computer Associates Company, by the way, they're the third largest software in the world. You know, number one is Microsoft. Uh, Mr. Wang said this. He said, there's a fine line 
between a vision and a hallucination. Uh, most visionaries are ridiculed as being crazy. I think he's right. I think we see that all the time, that people that really started out with a great idea had to get through the, all those barriers of being scoffed at and being called crazy and all the rest before now we accept it as the norm. Steve Jobs, who originally was uh, the founder over there with the Apple computer, I uh, always made this statement. He said that vision begins the work. That is, it gets started because of vision. But the problem is that when we start gaining progress or success, we, be, we, we then put more emphasis on teamwork and consensus. We want everybody to agree. And he said, if you've got vision, then at that level, you become an outcast. Uh, and he goes on to say, if, if you can't ignore the naysayers, even on your own team, then uh, you're going to slow down. I, I believe that you'll throttle down your vision and eventually you'll become a mediocre organization. If you started out with vision and then later it became uh, acceptable practice for you to feel that you had to let everybody buy into before you could have another vision. And that was the problem Joseph had. You remember Joseph went out and shared his vision and nobody on his board, none of his brothers accepted what he had to say. Real visionaries understand they got it, uh, it th themselves and maybe everybody else doesn't see it but they know they've got the vision, and the vision has got them. So the test of a compelling vision is the first step that you're going to find on the pathway to, to your success. The second is what I call a test of jealousy. When I look at Joseph's life, this one just comes out. His father gives him, a, you remember, a coat of many colors, and, uh, and his brothers become jealous. One day he tells his brothers about his vision of being a leader one day, and they don't celebrate it. They hate him for it. That's the word the Bible uses. They hate him. They throw him in a ditch. They discuss killing him. They decide that they want to sell him off as a slave to another nation somewhere. And so there's a lesson here. If you get passionate about your vision, you're going to draw attacks and accusations and criticism. I've always said losers hate winners. You know, you ever notice the more the New York Yankees or the New England Patriots or the L.A. Lakers win, the more critics they have. Now, the Bible says that Joseph's brothers could not speak to him without disdain. That is, anytime they mentioned his name or heard his name, uh, they just re reacted to it. They didn't like Joseph. Joseph had to overcome the test of jealousy at the very beginning, the moment he got his vision. The third test I know that Joseph got was a test of aloneness. You remember that after they sold him off into slavery, he'd spend 13 years away from his family and his brothers. Uh, he was cut off from his support system. He had to learn to stand alone. There was no protection for him, nobody there that he could depend on, nobody he could call out for, nobody to rescue him. Uh, you'll find that when you go through the test of aloneness, you're going to discover what's inside of you. Uh, you're going to discover uh, that uh, when you're separated from other people, what you're really made of. You don't really know until you've been tested personally, and you can't really be tested good in a crowd. One of the courses that every leader, I think, takes in his journey to success is that course of aloneness. Maybe it was their vision, or perhaps it was your success, or it could be the, the focus that, uh, that you've had in life, the drive that puts you where you are. Regardless of where it came from, I do know this. Uh, it will come to you at some point on the valley of aloneness. You're going to go down that road. Uh, it'll determine your spirit, though. There's nothing better that I think will determine a person's spirit and, uh, and, and decide whether they're going to make it or, or they're going to break it like aloneness. If you can't pass the test of aloneness, you'll never become a strong leader. Well, you remember when God called Moses, he met him alone. When he called Paul, he got him alone for three years. When he called Abraham, he called him out and said, I want, to, I want you to leave your father's house and the people you're familiar with. 
And so some of you right now may be going through a time of aloneness in your life, and you say, man, it's tough, and, uh, and, and, and I don't have anybody I really can count on, and, and I don't have anybody that understands the journey I'm on, and I feel all alone out here. And, and I want to tell you that, uh, that if you're on that road and you're in that path right now, that's the path that every great leader took, so you're on the right path. The, the fourth thing I'll tell you is this. He had to pass the test of temptations. You remember that after a while over there in Egypt, Joseph, like any leader will do, starts rising to the top in that environment. By the way, good leaders are good wherever they are. Now, some environments will make them better, but if you're good in a bad place, you'll be great in a good place. But the truth is that every leader is going to shine and rise uh, somewhere, wherever they are. And, and, and so Joseph, he starts rising to the top over there in Egypt. True leaders do it. He gets a high position over there in Pharaoh's empire. He's starting to enjoy now the good life. He's got position and pleasure and prestige and all of that stuff that's come with it. Um, and then one day, Pharaoh's wife sees this good-looking young guy on top of his game, and she begins to flirt with him. She starts trying to stroke his ego, trying to lure him into having a sexual affair. Uh, Joseph could have easily given in. I mean, you think look at the excuses he could have made. He'd already suffered the loss of family and rejection and brothers. Uh, I'm sure that uh, the praise of the opposite sex appealed to him a lot, mainly because he was raised with no mother. And, uh, and he had almost a dozen brothers. And so here's a boy that didn't have much association with women. And now all of a sudden, this beautiful, powerful woman is desiring him. And so I'm certain he could have easily excused the behavior to have committed the affair. Uh, here's a lesson for you. I, th I think if, if the money or the power or the position doesn't lure you off track, the lure of the opposite sex will make its attempt. And, and, and I know many good people, and you do too, many good people that they passed all the other tests, but they couldn't pass a good old fleshy temptation. Uh, just last week, the governor of New York had to resign because of sexual misconduct. And then two days later, they put the lieutenant governor in, and he has to stand up and admit to several affairs of his own. You'll find that in a lot of guys that, that really could have delivered, that they got it all together in so many ways. But the problem is they never could master their own self. And when we break the marriage vows, by the way, that's a character issue. Now, it's serious. If it happens to you, yes, I believe you can be forgiven. But I want to stress to you that you need to shore up this part of your life if you're ever going to be able to stand and withstand the pressures when real success comes into your life. And that's a test that Joseph had to be tested in before God really brought him through. The, the fifth test that I saw that Joseph had was a test of courage. Now, you remember this? When Joseph resisted the temptation of Potiphar's wife, it was going to cost him. He lost his position. He lost his freedom. Uh, he probably lost his reputation. I, I got a feeling that it didn't go well. I don't think they celebrated Joseph passed the test of temptation over here in he's in prison. I imagine Potiphar's press agent put a spin on the story when it came out in the Egyptian Inquirer. He probably said something like this. Pharaoh's wife was attacked by the assistant. And she probably went down the street with people patting her on the back and saying, uh, oh, bless your heart. Aren't you glad you escaped from that madman? And Joseph's reputation was probably shot for a while there. The one phrase, though, that stands out to me in this moment of Joseph's life is when he answered this lady on why he couldn't have sex with her. You remember what he said? He said, my boss, Potiphar, my boss has been good to me. How can I do this evil and sin against God? Now, I want to encourage you right here. Many of you may go through that test in your life where you've got to do the courageous act. I mean, you're going to have to step up and speak up, and you're going to have to do it alone. What I like that Joseph did was he leveraged the moment of temptation or the pressure to be, be courageous. 
against all the favor that God had given him. Instead of looking at that moment where he could have uh, folded up in fear, he realized God's been good to me. He's always taken care of me, and I'm not going to fall right now. Now, there are going to be some times in your leadership life that you, you're going to have to step up and have courage. You're going to be forced to either go along or stand alone. You got that? You're going to be forced to either go along or to stand alone. And you're going to be challenged to step up at that moment. And what's really in you is going to come out when the pressure's on. When you get in that battle, I want you to ask yourself something. How can I shrink back from doing the courageous thing after all that I've been given in my life? You know, I got to do the right thing. I got to step up and do right because if I don't do right right now, then it's all over. And I want to encourage you to use the leverage of all the success you've had in the past and where God's brought you to decide that when you've got to have courage that you'll step up. I believe that more than the Marines, I think that God is looking for some men and some women who have courage. I think that's what's lacking in America today. Uh, Let me give you the sixth test. The sixth test that he had to go through. Now, you remember, he's moving to this place where he's going to fulfill this vision of being a great leader one day that he told his brothers he'd be. And as, as a result of it, when he declared his vision, all hell broke loose in his life. When he declared where he wanted to go, the top fell in, the bottom fell out. And so everything became difficult, but he's still moving on the right course. Now you find number six is the test of betrayal. When Joseph gets down in the prison, you remember that Potiphar's wife falsely accused him. He's, now he's, he's thrown into prison, but he was willing to go through that rather than to sell out his character. And so he winds up in prison and, uh, and he meets some sailmates there. One of the sailmates that he meets is, uh, is, has been a former assistant to Pharaoh. He's called a cupbearer. He tastes the drink or the food before the king does. And the reason for that is in case somebody's trying to poison the king, uh, the cupbearer will taste it and then they watch him. And if he don't turn green and fall out in 30 minutes, then they figure the food's not contaminated or poisoned. And so he was, the, he was a close associate there to the king. Now, Joseph helps him. He goes through some times in his life where he needs a friend and Joseph is there for him. Joseph walks along beside of him, helps his prison days go better. He even interprets dreams for him. And, um, and Joseph only asked him one thing. He said, I want you to, to do me a favor. He said, when you get out of here and your time is going to be short, he said, in three days, they're going to bring you out. He said, when you get out, say a good word about me to Pharaoh. Let Pharaoh know I've been down here longer than my sentence required. Let Pharaoh know that I'm, uh, that I, that I'm, I'm, I'm still here, that I'm, I'm thinking about him. Remind Pharaoh uh, on, on my behalf that I'm still here. And that's all he asked him, just one thing. After all the times he gave to him, he asked the cupbearer one thing. And the cupbearer assured him, yeah, I'll do it when I get out. But once he got released and he had the perfect chance to speak up for Joseph in prison, he doesn't do it. Now, Joseph now goes through betrayal again. If you're a leader, let me tell you something. You're going you're gonna to invest your life at times in people who are going to use you and they're going to betray you. You're going to do the best you can. If you're a pastor to get some people to come to your church, then one day for no reason, they're just going to leave. Sometimes you're going to befriend people as a leader and you're going to see so much potential and you're going to do all you can and they're going to reach the top or they're going to split that organization or take the salespeople with them or their clients. You're going to find yourself one day being betrayed if you're a leader. That's just part for the uh, the course. That's going to happen. Now, you better get used to it. Once they get what they want from you, they're going to desert you. Uh, this is a test for some of you that, that is going to hurt you. It's going to hurt your family a lot if you let them get too close. And you'll never be able to understand why. There may be no good reason for it at all. But I promise you, you're going to suffer for it. You say, well, how can I avoid it? You can't. Okay, get that. 
You can't. Jesus Christ went through it himself. Judas sold out Jesus. Now, you'd think Jesus could have picked better leaders, couldn't he? Now, he knew he had to have somebody that's going to take him to the cross and, uh, and get him there, and Judas was the right one, but Jesus knew what it was like to go through betrayal. Caesar had a Brutus in his life. You're going to have that. Uh, I don't want to ask you to go out today with the antennas on, looking up and down your hallways, trying to figure out who on your staff or team is going to be your Judas or Brutus, but I do know that it's going to come one day. And so when it does come, you need to prepare for it. That's part of the pathway on your journey to success. And then the last thing I noticed that I see, or one of the last things, is, is the test of promotion. Now, this is where the path of passing all those other tests is going gonna, is gonna to lead you. You know, when you pass all the other things, when you've gone through aloneness and you've gone through temptation, you've passed the test of courage and you've been through betrayal and you've gone through all those things, you're going to find yourself being promoted one day. And, and that's where the winners reside. And, and the people there are going to be bigger thinkers and ambitious, and they're going to have their stories of their own of all those same tests they went through. If you tell them you've been betrayed, they're going to say, I have too. If you say, I've been through aloneness, they're going to say, yeah, me too. Let me tell you about mine. If you tell them about uh, temptations or courage, moments you had to do that, I promise you they're going to have stories the same. Everybody that I know of that got in the winner's circle all has those same stories. But then there's that test of promotion. Now you get on top. And God will give you favor when you've gone through all the testing. And then one day, Joseph is released, and in no time, he's back on top from the prison, and there he is. He's, he's promoted. He's second in command of the whole empire. Now, you got to understand this, too. This ought to encourage you. Joseph's got a prison record, and yet he's second in command of the whole nation. He's got a past. Yet if God wants to bless you, it doesn't matter. See, a lot of you right now, you think, well, God can't take me any further because of my past. Now, let me tell you something. God is in charge of your future. And, uh, and your past doesn't control you, your friends don't, your family doesn't, nor do your enemies. God controls your future. And God wants you to realize that what he's put in your heart from the very beginning, he can accomplish. Joseph was despised for being, uh, being the young boy with a vision. You remember that he's telling his brothers that one day he'll be a leader. And he says, one day you guys are going to come to me and need advice, need help. You're going to bow down to me one day. Well, they didn't like that. They sold him off into slavery, contemplated killing him. But, uh, Joseph went through all that because he had that vision. Now, suddenly, here's what happens. After all these years have gone by, about 13 years have gone by, there's a famine that comes in the land, and the brothers have to go over to Egypt to get some relief and some aid, and uh, the brothers enter into a room, and they bow down to the leader in the room, and guess what? They don't know but what they're doing. They're bowing down to, ba to the baby brother. They're bowing down to, to Joseph. They don't realize the boy that they last saw when they threw in the ditch and then sold off into slavery, they said, one day you're going to bow to me. They hated that. Well, they're doing it now. You see, I got news for some of you today, and that is you've had a vision. Nobody's been with you. Nobody's supported you. Sometimes you've gone through all those tests, and, and you just hang on and do right, and I promise you, one day they'll be coming up and saying, wow, I couldn't believe that. I uh, never knew that. I, I had one of the funniest illustrations. I had a former pastor that I worked with and for. I was his youth pastor. And one day I was at a church growth conference teaching it and, uh, and, and speaking. It was at a John Maxwell conference. And I was honored and privileged to be able to do that. And, and my former pastor came up to me and he was hilarious. He said, I never would have dreamed my youth pastor would be one day up there teaching me how to grow a church. And he said, you know, Bill, if I'd have known then that you knew what you know, he said, I'd have, I wouldn't have gone to all those church growth conferences. I'd have just come down the hallway and asked you. And we laughed about that. And one of the things that, that he didn't understand was I didn't know any of that then. If he'd have come down the hallway and asked me, that would have been the quickest, shortest meeting he ever had in his life. But I do tell you this, that one day 
You keep going on the right path, no matter what you have to go through, and you will be promoted. Now, what I know is this. All those brothers in the room that bow down to him, he's the leader in Egypt. They didn't recognize that this was the baby brother, the very one they tried to kill, the one they hated, the one that they'd sold into slavery. But through the years, they'd been really dealing with a guilt problem. They knew that even though they got rid of Joseph, they still had their own issues to deal with in life, and Joseph wasn't the reason for them. And, uh, and so now they're, they're kneeling before him. Now, I want to encourage you. You need to believe that God's going to give you favor, and he's going to put you in the position he wants you to be in, and nobody, not even your brothers, can take that away from you. And let me encourage you there. Believe that you matter. Don't focus your life on all the tests or all the circumstances. Focus on trusting the one who is allowing you to be tested. Follow all those bends and those curves in the road to your success. If you'll follow them, you'll find yourself one day at the other side of it. Let me give you the last one. The last thing that I see that happens is the, what I call the test of the big picture. See, you lose when you lose sight of the big picture. When Joseph's brothers repented for their actions against him, you know what his statement was? He said, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. What I love about Joseph was Joseph knew that God gave him that vision at the beginning and that God was a big picture God and God had a big picture plan. And Joseph decided, I'm going to look at life, not through my eyes, but through God's. It's not how they treat me. It's not about how many arrows I, I get shot with or hits I take. It's how determined I am to weather the storms and keep my eye on the big picture. I believe if, if a lot of us understood that all those things in your path right now are nothing more than, than adversaries to stop you, if you understood that, you'd say, hey, I'm not quitting, I'm not turning back, I'm not going, going back to where I was. What, what good would it do? I mean, do you really want to live at the level all your life uh, where you are? Certainly you don't. Those of you listening, I know this. The very reason that you listen to leadership is because you're trying to grow. And I may be a lone voice out there, but I'm going to be one voice in your life that tells you, I believe you can get there. And I want to encourage you to do that. Don't let anybody, anything stand in the way of you getting there. Now, here's what happens. He keeps his eyes on the big leader, on, on the big picture, and, and he becomes a leader. Now, in closing, let me tell you this. I believe that many of you have something that you want to accomplish in life. You want to be a better leader. Uh, you want to succeed as a parent. Maybe you want to achieve something that really matters in life. And all of the tests are going to be found. All these tests we just looked at are going to be found on your path to success. Aloneness, temptation, courage, uh, big picture. All of those tests, betrayal, they're going to be on that path. Now, if you're going through that, then stop and say, I must be on the right road. Now, if you can make up your mind to go through all of them, I promise you, you'll be celebrating at the end. Don't sell out. Don't settle for the average. Don't try to run with the crowd. Don't quit under pressure. Follow the path that the other leaders took, and you're going to wind up in the victory circle. I promise you. Now, I want to encourage you for just a moment here as I close. I want to pray for you. I really believe that prayer matters. And I want to be one of those people that prays for you today. And I want you to join and agree with me that God's going to bless your life. Let me pray for you for just a moment. Father, I pray that every one of those who are listening to my voice would hear your voice today. I ask you, Lord, to re-energize their soul, to renew their passion, to restore their vision, and to refocus them again. I pray that you'll create a determination in them. Let their heart beat for a destiny that really matters. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you today. And I really look forward to you and I growing together as we do all that we've been given to do with the opportunities we've been handed so that we can become the leaders that we want to be. Look forward to seeing you and hearing from you 
real soon. Thank you for joining us for this month's lesson. We hope that it has encouraged you and challenged you to meet your temptations head on. There is no challenge that you will face that God does not plan to use for His glory. If you wish to learn more about testing from another biblical leader, consider purchasing leadership lessons from David for the special price of only $9.95. Call 1-800-474-9235 today. If you were unable to make it to our Biblical Church Growth Conference in February, you missed a full day of wisdom and insight from Dr. Bill Purvis. If you would like to begin the journey to church growth today, DVDs are available for purchase for only $99.95. Just call 1-800-474-9235.